Welcome to track number 4 of Lord I Know You Need Somebody. Chapter 4. The surprising things that God sees in you. Some of you are going to be surprised at what God sees in you. Yeah. You see, you don't believe yourselves at all. How many don't believe yourselves at all? Hey. <laughs> But you have to believe yourself small. What do you think? Number one. God saw great things in Alright. God saw great things in Jacob. Amen. Yeah. Jacob. God saw Jacob. That's like you. Nobody. I started to say things about him. Me, I'm telling you people, you are going to be great in the ministry. It's not going to be easy. You are going to fight. Struggle. Fight. Struggle. Fall a bit. Rise a bit. Fall a bit. Sit a bit. Fall a bit. Rise a bit. The devil will be very sad that you are finally appearing. It's not going to be smooth. Nothing is smooth. There are bumps on the way. But through it all, I said through it all. You are going to find yourself as a powerful minister. Think about it. The difference between a physics teacher and a minister. One day, I met the wife of a president. Of a country. She had a lot of problems. She wanted me to pray for her. So after listening to her. I said to myself. Let me try something and see. If it will work. So I said to her. Kneel down. Kneel down. Kneel down. <laughs> the last time I told somebody to kneel down was in secondary school. <laughs> hey! Do you think if I was a physics teacher, I can tell the wife of the president kneel down? Huh? I said kneel down. Lift up your hands. Hey! Shabaya! <laughs> what a shock! When, when God When God is asking you to do his work You are insisting that you will be a physics teacher hey! You are insisting on administration You are insisting on a career with MTN 
You want to do biological science to dissect frogs? Hey! It's too wonderful. But it's amazing how the, how the things that God seems to be seeing in you. He seems to see great things in you. And I'm going to show you so many different people. God told them, surprised them. They said, ah, what are you, who are you talking about? Is it me? So that when God is talking, he said, who are you talking about? That's how it is at the beginning of your calling. That's how it is at the beginning of your calling. That is how it is at the beginning of your calling. Amen. Wow. God says, said to Jacob, I see great things in you. And God sees, number one, God sees that you'll be a landowner. In Genesis 28 verse 13, he says, And behold, the Lord stood above. You see, he lighted from a certain place and he dreamed and a ladder set upon the earth and reached to heaven. And the angels were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, the God of Jacob and of God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee I will give it and to thy seeds. God sees that you will be a land owner. Hey. Said the land you are lying on. You see, God cannot call you in the future. He can only call you now. He cannot call you when you are about to die. He can only call you now that you are nobody, now that you are young, now that there is nothing to you. This is when he will call you. And Jacob lay down, put his head on a stone and dreamt. And in the dream, God said, the land you are lying on, it's for you. Ah! I don't have any documents. I don't have any indentures. I don't do I have any land papers. So no, the land is for you. So God sees you as a loan and is informing you that you are a landowner. You will build many churches on many lands. God is going to use you to build church to buy land, 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 land. If you are following me, you will buy land. And you will buy a lot of land. And you will build a lot of buildings. Amen. And when you are building, say, Ah, I think I know where you are coming from. Those people, they are always building something. Yeah. He said, The land on which you are standing, it is for you. Receive it in Jesus. He cannot give it to you in the future. He can only give it to you now by faith. It's when you believe that you can receive it now. What land does a physics teacher own? He has a blackboard. And a chalk. And a duster. Number two. God sees you as someone with a lot of children. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. 
God sees you as somebody who is going to have a lot of spiritual children. So he told him, you are oh, the land, you are a landowner. And then number two, you have a lot of children. Spiritual children. All of you here are my children, but I didn't know that you existed. I didn't know that you existed. There's so many land that the church, even the land that the Kodesh is on. One piece like that is one million dollars, like that. As you are working on a million dollars. I never knew that we owned it. Uh, God said it in the spirit. He said, the land, that land is for you. The first day we stepped at the Kodesh, 28 May 1998, the day that our walls were broken by the government. And I stepped there that very evening and I entered the Kodesh land. That was the day, the day the walls were broken was the day that I entered that land in the evening. Yeah, the very day our walls were broken early in the morning. 1998, 28th May, they bulldozed. And that afternoon, somebody told me, there is a place. And that place is, somebody is selling it. And at that very night, I went to the place and I entered the land. Oh, not knowing that, that God has said by his angel that tomorrow I will take him to the new place, the new site. Yeah. Wow. And they mentioned the price in millions of dollars. It was owned by old businessmen whose business have been closed by the revolution. Yeah. All their offices were there. Executive offices, factories closed down. God had given it to us. Million. One strip like that is million. 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 They are divided. Several strips. We are working on it. Parking cars. Yes. So when, when, God, when God is telling you today, you are a landowner. He said, what are you? Oh, 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 oh. You, see, oh, you see now. You see, this thing is by faith. You cannot do this work if you don't have faith. I'm here by faith and we are here by faith. God sees you as somebody whose children will spread all over the world. Thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Wow. So God meets one dreamer, and he's telling him three powerful things. You are a landowner. You are going to have a lot of spiritual children and your children are going to go all over the world. And all the people in the world are going to be blessed through your children. So tonight, God is also telling you, you are a landowner. You are going to have a lot of children and your children are going to go all over the world. Wow. I got a text this afternoon. I'll show you where my text came from. Doctor, where is this text from? Fiji. Fiji. Yeah. Fiji Island. My pastor there. And, and, yeah. From Fiji Island.
Eh? Read it. Can you read? Read. Fiji. Hello. Read it. Hello, Daddy. Please, how are you and the family? I trust God. I trust God you are, you are blessed. Just saying hello. We are also doing well in Fiji. God is adding unto us and people are hearing, are hearing the good news in public transport. And they are so happy that they say nobody in Fiji has ever preached on a bus before. We are believing God for troops to land in Fiji because the harvest because the harvest is ripe here. Daddy, please remember me when sending the troops. I believe we can do a great work here which will spill to the Tonga, Samoa and the other islands. prayer. Thank you daddy for encouraging me to do this work shamelessly. My love to mom. Wow. Tonga, Samoa and the other islands. Please remember us when you are sending troops in City Island. Lord I know you need somebody. somebody and is thinking about you. Wow. Sit down. So many people they never ever heard from you. They have They think they can go through it all You can do the same for them Just like you did for me, Lord I know you need somebody yeah. I know you need somebody You've got to have somebody Lord, you can depend on
they have they can go through it all You can do the same for You them. can do the same Just like you did for me Like you did for me, Lord. Oh, I know you need 
in Jacob when there was nothing to see. And God saw great things in Joseph when there was nothing to see. Amen. Amen. Number one, God sees you as the leader of your family. Wow. And Joseph dreamed a dream and told his brethren and they hated him the more. And he said, here we were binding sheep. My sheep arose and stood upright and behold, all your sheep run about made obeisance to my sheep. So way back when Joseph was a little child God saw that he was the leader of his family and today God is telling you hey you are the leader of your family. Wow. Because the priest is always the leader and you are the priest in your family. Number two God sees you rising above your contemporaries. Amen. He saw them binding in my sheep arose and bowed down. So God sees you rising above your contemporaries. When there is nothing to see, alright, so this, this message is called what God sees when there is nothing to see. What God sees when there is nothing to see. Yeah. What God sees when there is nothing to see. Amen. What God sees. And what did God see in Jacob? He saw that he was a landowner. He saw that he had children. He saw that he had children traveling all over the world. What did God see in Joseph? He saw that he was the leader of his family. He saw that he was above his contemporaries. And number three, he saw that he was a prosperous man. He said, 
We were binding sheep, and my sheep arose and stood upright. You know, he was showing him the harvest that he was going to have in the future. And that his harvest was going to be more than the harvest of his brethren. So God, what God sees, what did I say? What God sees when there is nothing to see. What is there to see in your life? There's nothing to see. Now what does God see when there is nothing to see? It's fantastic. And all these are things he told them when they, Joseph was a small boy. He even shares wild, wild dreams you shouldn't share. He saw how innocent he, he was when he had those dreams. You know, he was a little child. And he saw, and you, you can't, I mean, if you are, nobody will share such a dream. You know, even when you dream and somebody is dead, you don't say it. You will be praying and saying, I mean, there are some dreams we don't say. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But you see, Joseph said it because he was a child. That's why he came to say. But you see, God was showing you will be the leader. You will be prosperous. You will be ahead. Wow. When, what God sees when there is nothing to see. When it's a treasure hidden in a field, what is God seeing? The next person we are, look at is Joshua. God saw great things in Joshua. Number one, God saw that Joshua was going to be successful. So he said, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth. You shall meditate therein day and night that thou mayest uh, observe to do according to all that is written. And thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And thou shalt have good success. So God was telling him, you are, you are going to have good success. You will be successful. And I see you becoming successful. Yeah. When there is nothing to see about you, you are being informed that you will be successful. So you need to keep the message, keep the tape, keep the CD. And say that this is what was said about me when I was, there was nothing to see. I was at a camp and I heard it. There was nothing to see about me and they said it. That you will be prosperous. You will be the leader of your family. They said it. I remember with my two ears. They said it. You will be the leader in your family. And you will be successful. The next thing God told Joshua. You will win all your wars. Every place that the fall of your foot shall tread. I have given it to you. Finish. Wow. God saw that he had won all the wars. When you step there, it's for you. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. What God sees when there is nothing to see. Yeah. And everybody that God called, God saw things that in people when there was nothing to see in, in them about anything. There was nothing to see. Nothing to admire. Nothing to say this is this or that is that. But God sees something when there, and he informs you in a dream long before it outplays. So as I am ministering, I am outplaying something that God has already seen. Yeah. And I, I may not be able to tell you what I have seen. Yeah. But God sees it. He sees it. Amen. Number four. I've told you God, what God saw in Jacob when there was nothing to see. What God saw in Joseph when there was nothing to see. What God saw in Joshua when there was nothing to see. 
and what God saw in Gideon when there was nothing to see. In Gideon, number one, God saw that he was a mighty man. And today God sees that you are a mighty man. Judges chapter 6 verse 12. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. (laughs) He was hiding him. In verse 11, there came an angel of the Lord and sat under the oak which is at Oprah, and his son Gideon threshed wheat to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Hey, what are you saying? <laughs> what God saw when there was nothing to see. And today what God is seeing when there is nothing to see. Wow. God is seeing things. Look at your hiding and he says, mighty man. Mighty man. If you are mighty, why are you hiding? If you are mighty, why are you hiding? But God calls you mighty man when you are hiding in the hole. Number two, God sees that you are a savior of people. And Gideon said unto him, verse 13, Oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then has this befallen us? And where are all the messages which our fathers told us of saying, Did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of Egypt. And the Lord said unto him, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save many people. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Are you listening? Yeah. God sees that you are a savior. God looked upon him and said, Go in this thy mind. Thou shalt save Israel. Thou shalt save Israel. That's all. Thou shalt save Israel. You will save a lot of people. You will save a lot of people. Did you hear what I said? You will save a lot of people. 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 Thou mighty man of valor. Mighty man of valor. Mighty man of valor. You will save a lot of people. Look, I would prefer to believe in God than to believe either myself or your opinion about me. Amen. You will save a lot of people. Your life will save a lot of people. You are a mighty man. Just accept it. Stop struggling. Stop arguing. Stop fighting what God is saying. When He's telling you the land you are lying on. When He calls, I said, Which land? So, this land, where are the papers? Where are the power? This man here is the owner. I said, I say that this is your land. I say that I've given you this land. Where are the papers? There's no papers. I say that it's for you. I say you have a lot of children. And what are you? I say it's international. Yeah. Mighty man. Mighty. Mighty. Even though you are hiding. And this has nothing to do with physics teaching. Hey. Or actuarial 
science or petroleum engineering. God sees that you are a petroleum engineer. The next one, God saw great things in Esther when there was nothing to see. Esther. Wow. God saw great things in Esther. All these people, God seems to see something when there is nothing to see. Often girl, often. No father, no mother. Now look at what God is going to tell her. Number one, God sees you as someone through whom enlargement will come. God told Esther in Esther 4.14, He says, if you hold your peace, enlargement will come from another place. In other words, He was expecting enlargement from Esther. Wow. He was expecting enlargement from Esther. Amen? Wow. God was expecting enlargement to come. And he said, if you like, keep quiet. Enlargement will come from somewhere else. So God sees you are a source of enlargement to the kingdom of God. Amen? You are a source of enlargement to the kingdom of God. Number two, God sees you as a source of deliverance. Small girl like you. Huh? Either you never thought you would be a source of deliverance. Yeah. Hmm. What God sees when there is nothing to see. What God sees when there is nothing to see. So when, see, when God is calling you, you say, if I had a call, like Bishop's call, and I was as a treasure to the kingdom of God as Bishop is, then surely, surely, I will leave everything and follow that calling. Is it not amazing? But there is nobody that God calls that you see the things. The calling is when you are a child or nothing. And so you are a dream, a vision, and then you are supposed to follow it until you die. <laughs> wow. What a shock. shock. Number three, God sees you as somebody who must not hold your peace. In other words, somebody who must not be quiet. He told Esther, if you don't speak eh, now, God will raise up another person. So he said, if thou all together holdest thy peace at this time. So God says you are somebody who, who must not be quiet at all. You have to preach. You have to sing. You have to say the word. Wow! If you like, hold your peace and see. Not knowing that God was expecting enlightenment from you. Madam Queen, Madam Esther. So some of you are sitting there. God has been expecting enlargement from you, and you are you are you, you decided to do something else. Watch out for your child. 
Me, it's not you I'm concerned about, but your child. You see your child doing something, you say, hey. And I always remember this camp. I told you that. What you wouldn't do for somebody's child. Expect your child not to also meet what you didn't want to give. So God sees great things in Esther. Number six, God saw great things in David when there was nothing to see. Number one, God sees you as somebody with a good heart. What a shock. Yeah. Number two, God sees you as someone who is different from the rest of your brothers. Wow. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your children here? He said, No, there's the youngest. He keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Fetch him. We will not sit down until he come hither. Amen. And he brought him in and he was ruddy and of a beautiful countenance. So God sees you as someone who is different. Number three, God sees you as somebody who will do all of his will. Amen. God saw great things in in, in, uh, in, uh, David. He said, he said, he said in Acts 13 verse 22, And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all of my will. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? And then number seven. What God saw in Peter when there was nothing to see. Matthew chapter 4 verse 18. And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren. Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother. And casting a net into the sea for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. And straight away they left their nets and followed him. Amen. Number one, God sees you as someone who can be more than a Greek student of fisheries. Fisheries, what do they call them? Oceanography students. It's a big name for nothing. It says nothing to it. Oceanography. Number two, God sees you as someone who can deal with human beings, which is higher than dealing with papers and machines. Amen.
Hmm. Are you still here? Or you are asleep? Alright. Stand to your feet everybody. The next chapter is why God believes in you. Why? Why God believes in you. How many want to know why God believes in you? I think you need to be. Oh, okay. Why God believes in you. Amen. So please take your notes. You want to look at some of the great things God saw in people when there was nothing to see. Amen. Amen. Do you do you believe there is something great in you already? Are you experiencing a deposit of great things in you? Amen. Amen. The first is God saw great things in Jacob. Amen. And just like you, God sees great things in you. Many times when we read the Bible and we hear some messages people preach, we see Jacob as a very bad boy. How many of you have thought about Jacob that way? I mean, everything. The guy is a supplanter. The guy some way, you know, this type of taking things which don't belong to him. Whatever negative comments people have made about your life, God is changing it to something positive. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And what are the first thing God said about Jacob? That you be what? A landowner. So the church you are going to pastor will have a land. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You are going to be practically owning lands. Your ministry will not be confined to a classroom you may start in the classroom but God will give you a text I see you signing papers and indentures and documents I see you signing documents for your text and when they ask you say that I am just like Jacob there was nothing in me that God could see that man could see but God saw something in me turn to your friend and say I am a landowner Say next time I'll invite you to my churches. Hallelujah. Wow. What a shock. What a shock. How many are shocked that you are a landowner? How many were not expecting to become a landowner at this camp? What a shock. I mean, you never thought when you were coming for the camp that you would be turned into a landowner with a lot of children in different countries. 
and you will become the leader of your family. And that enlargement will come through you. And that deliverance will come through you. Somebody like you, you never expected. What a shock! There's a shock on your seat as well. <laughs> you see, and now I'm coming to tell you why God believes in you. Hey! What a shock! Why God believes in Jacob? Why God believes in Joseph? As a child, when there is nothing to see, God sees something when there is nothing to see. The preaching we are preaching, we are not mad. We are not mad as we are preaching. Don't take us to be mad. Yes. It's in the Bible. Everybody that called, there was nothing to see. And see that God is seeing something. And there the people themselves are seeing nothing. It's fantastic. Okay. I'm going to give you a book. Everybody will get one book. Amen. Okay, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Why God believes in me? Why God? Tell the person you are going to hear why God believes in you. Wow! I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. So many people, they never ever heard from you, Lord. So many problems they have, the things they can go through it all. You can do the same for them, just like you did for me, Lord. I know you need somebody. Jesus, I know you need somebody. 
at the police. Some people over here are not, are not dancing. Over there, over there. Take the water. Fire, fire. Okay, for the last time. Ready, go. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. That God needs you. God needs somebody. Can He depend on you? Can He depend on you? Wow. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Now, please settle down. I want to thank Bishop for blessing us powerfully. Amen. Very powerful. Hallelujah. But there's there's good news for you. Please be seated. The good news, please stop the whistling. The good news is that you are receiving a book right now. One what a shock. So please settle down. Settle down quickly. Quiet. Are those in charge of the books ready? Alright, so just relax.
and please listen, please, please. Let's let's take this very important announcement. When you get your book, do not move. Just be still and know that he is Lord. Amen. So please just share. Just share anywhere. Everybody is getting one anyway, so just share. You are catching a serious anointing in this camp. Just share, share one each. And you are not taking one for someone who is not here or your beloved or this type of behavior. Just one each, quickly. What a shock. And when you finish, let me know. Have you all got your books? No? Who hasn't got? Please, we need someone to come to the middle here. Have you all got the books on stage, the church? Uh, what, what are you? Church leaders, yes. You don't have your books, please. Church leaders must get books first. Don't play with church leaders. Please serve the church leaders. Do you all have your books? Oh, please, that's here. Have here, please. We need more books, uh, sir. Sir, please hurry up there. Who doesn't have a book? All right, who doesn't have a book? Right. Please take the rest back. If there's any surplus, if there are any leftovers, please take them back. Amen. We are having a very, very early night today. But it's very powerful. What a shock. So make sure you maximize it. Amen. Tomorrow we are gathering here at 5 a.m. sharp. Amen. 
5 a.m. So wake up early, have your baths, and be here at 5. We take off at 5. Amen. Amen. Let's clap our hands for our powerful general overseer. What a word. What a... closing are there any announcements okay I think some people came in late and you have not yet registered so please as soon as we close um, there's a table right out there please see them and register amen wonderful any other announcements nothing else all right we are blessed. Food, 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 food. I hear there's still some food available. Is the food nice? Is it working or we should stop it? Pardon? It's too hot. We should make it hot. Make it hot. Okay, amen. So God is saying, I've appointed you. So God believes in you, number one, because He has predestined you. And He believes in you because He has set you apart. And number three, He believes in you because He has appointed you as a prophet. That's what He told the Jeremiah, the child. A child. You no, have been appointed. Now, Many children are appointed as children, even to be kings. Many people are appointed as children. They are made kings, and they have to grow up into it. So it's not even a spiritual thing only. Sometimes in the secular world, even in kingdoms, you see that this child is the king. And he's growing up to become the king. Like Prince William. He's probably going to be the king. What about his father? He's too old to be a king. The mother will not die now. So if what? <laughs> I understand that he's a little older now. So... And the mother too is not dying now. So, I mean, if the mother dies, let's say even in 20 years, he'll be too old to be the king. So, then, um, grandfather king. So. <laughs> but but may, may, many, many people are made kings as children. Yeah, they, are, they appoint you as a king. Come, my dear, come. Now, let's say you, you have a... Bring your, bring your chair. Bring your chair. No, no, if you leave your chair, leave your chair. Get a kingly chair here. Wow. And let you sit down, you are pointing as a queen. Wow. Look at a little girl like this. Isn't it not amazing? She's the queen of all of us. Yeah. Come and give her, uh, what do you call it? Grown-ups are adoring her, worshipping her. Wow. Yeah. 
And then you, you don't have to say, you don't have to sack them and say, I'm a child. Would you sack them? You don't have to say, I'm a child. Why should, why should a bishop come and kneel down? No, no, don't say I'm a child. Don't say I'm a child. You are the queen. Sit down. You are the queen. Don't say I'm not. Yeah, don't say I'm not. Yeah, don't say, don't say I'm not. Don't say, don't say I'm not. You are. When God says you are, you have been appointed. So as the queen, as I have come, I have come to meet the queen. I come to the queen and I say, Oh my queen. Oh my queen. Look at she's not accepting the calling. She is not accepting the calling. She's saying she's a child. Don't say I am 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 a child. Doctor, go bow down, bow down, bow down. All of you, bow down to the queen. Hey, hey! What a shock! You see, for a child, when you are a child and you are being made the queen, you see, you you always be rejecting and saying, "I'm a child. I'm a child. I'm a child." I'm a child. So you see, she's not feeling comfortable in the chair. Look at the way she's sitting. Like she wants to get up. She's nervous. What a shock. Don't say I'm a child again. Don't say I'm nothing again. Don't say I'm nothing again. You are appointed. You are predestined. You are set apart. In Jesus' name. Sit down. All right, my dear. Wow. Queen of Alos. Queen of Alos. Number four. God believes in you because he has made you qualified. That's number four. God has, God has predestined you. God has set you apart. God has appointed you. And now he has qualified you. Amen. Then I said, oh Lord, God, I cannot speak. But the Lord said to me, son, say I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. God has made you capable. Qualified with words 
Wow. Everything that I do, I didn't know that I could do till I did. Amen. I'm the number one frightened mouse of all. Everything I've done, I've done it out with fear. And I've tried, there's there's almost nothing I've not tried to do. Because as for me, I believe in trying every area of ministry. So there are things that I do, I'm just trying to see what it's like. To see perhaps maybe there's some calling for that side too. Yeah, I've tried to be a singer before. Yeah. I've tried to, to be a choir director before. I've, I've organized a choir. I've tried, I've tried everything. I've tried, I've tried to be a choir director. I had a, a choir called the Lilies. I formed it myself. Yeah. That's why when, when I tried that aspect of ministry, when we started the choirs in the cathedral, we started calling them the roses, the tulips, and so on. Because originally, I formed a choir before, which I was the director. I played a guitar. I'm the only guitarist and the singers are playing. Only me and them singing. Play only me. I play rhythm guitar and then they sing. Yeah. And I teach taught songs before. Teach songs the the group I taught them songs and then play for them. In an outreach. I've been a guitarist in an outreach. Yeah. I've, I've done it before. There are few things I've not tried. Ministering the Spirit, clouds, lightnings, everything, winds. I have tried everything. When Reverend Eastwood used to come for an Akazo convention, some years ago at the cathedral, I used to watch him every year. I said, what is the man doing? <laughs> I was watching him closely. Because I said, no, there's something that he's doing. I've not seen one before. Hey! Watch my hand. Ashes, you are too slow. But you never know you can do it till you do it. So I'm telling you, God is informing. That's why it's my kind of information to you. Some of you are very good preachers. And some of you, you, you are good in prayer. But you, are, you are, but you are not good. You are not, you are not, wait. Hey. Some of you are good in prayer, but you are not good in uh, preaching. So some of you preach People will not understand, but because of the anointing, people will still come. Even though they don't understand your message. A shock. 
Tell somebody, look, I've been appointed. Tell somebody else, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. I'm qualified to preach. Wow. He said the word, he said, don't say I'm a youth. The, don't say it. Don't say that. Don't say that. You see, when you say I'm a youth or I'm a child, you are saying I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. That's what you mean. I'm not qualified. But don't say that. Because obviously a child cannot do this work. Why is that I'm a child? Then you are trying to say, I'm not qualified. God is saying, you are qualified. I say you are qualified. You say you are not qualified. What do you mean? Tie your faith. Can't open your jaw. Your hammer give me your back and away. Number five. God has anointed you. Appointed. Anointed. Appointed. Now, Jeremiah chapter 1. The same scripture. The word of the Lord came. Before I formed thee, thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Wow. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Amen. You have been anointed as a prophet. Hallelujah. Wow. You have been anointed as a prophet. Amen. Turn with me to Revelations chapter 10. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud. And his face was as it were the sun. And his pillars, his feet were pillars of fire. Revelations chapter 10 verse 2. He had in his hand a little book open. And he sat, he sat his right foot upon the sea. And his left foot upon the earth. And he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. Amen. Are you listening? And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to arrive. And the angel I saw stand upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven. Verse 8. And the voice I heard from heaven spake unto me and said, Are you with me? Yes. Revelation chapter 10, I mean verse 8. He said, Go and take the little book which is in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and I said unto him, Give me the little book. Everybody say, The little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up. It shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth as sweet as honey. So I took the little book out of the angel's hand and I ate it up. 
And it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Now, the little book is what makes you into a prophet. He had to eat the little book. And it was sweet, but then it became bitter. Because the word of God is sweet, but it's also bitter. As you are hearing the word, it may sound exciting, but the, the, the deeper reality of it is painful. You may say, Lord, I know you need so you can depend on you can depend on me. It sounds sweet, but the depth of it is bitter. So if you are able to swallow both and experience both the sweetness of the little book and then the bitterness of the reality of the little book, then you will now be qualified. Look at the last verse. It says, you must prophesy again to many nations, people, and tongues, and kings. After you've eaten the little book, that's why the angel said, go and take that little book. And that is why books are very important. Now you find out that people don't take books seriously and don't read. Give me some volume. Somebody's taking my volume away. People don't read. No matter what you do, what I'm preaching to you, you yourself have to personally know God. And you have to personally receive certain revelations and not just the sweetness of it. Sweetness of something is just the first and initial. Wow, it's exciting. Oh, wow, glory, powerful. Amen. What a shock. Hey, powerful. It's great. But then there is the bitterness of it. The realities of the ministry have and include bitter experiences and bitterness of hurts, bitterness of time that you see no fruits, time that you go through certain things because of even what you believe and what you've read. But if you can go through the sweetness and also the bitterness and you can swallow enough books, you'll be qualified. I'm preaching because of books. I swallow books and come. Many things I preach are just books I'm reading out to you. If I give you the book, you won't even read it. It's true. I just, I just read something. I just read my books to, back to people. Because they don't know the books. And they don't swallow the books. They, they are not qualified to preach. You see, now I'm preaching to nations. Amen. I cannot even um, honor my invitations. In fact, this is the year that I have rarely just cancelled. When I invite, I say, I can't come. And immediately I say, I can't come, I can't come, I can't come, I can't come. That's all. Different, different places and countries. Yeah. But you see, why am I prophesying to nations? Because of the books that I've read and that I've swallowed. That I've, the bitterness of it, I've also swallowed. So that's why I will give you a book. The greatest thing I can give you is a book. A book can make you, a book can make you, a book can make you prophesy. Amen. That's why I'm reading books, reading, and not only a lot of books, but particular books that you can swallow. Now, you know the book that God has given to you by if it is sweet. 
to you. For instance, somebody can write a book when you, you can't understand it. But other books, you see that it's sweet, I can read it. Uh-huh. Don't be deceived. That is just the first part. It's good. As you continue, the bitterness of it, its reality, will be revealed to you. You may say, oh, I love this book. Many are called. But after some time, you will see that it also contains bitter and painful things that when you follow, you will see that it includes sadness and bitterness. But if you go through all that, you will one day prophesy. And many of us become that. So as we are saying, God has appointed you to be a prophet. The appointment of a prophet, yesterday the book that I gave you is a gift to make you become a prophet. If you take, I would say that I've written more than 30 books. But if you were to take even only one book and swallow the book, to only just one out of all the 30 or 100 books I've written, if only you take only one that you get, you, you will become a prophet. It's true. But what it is is that people don't take any particular book until they, they, it's become both sweet and bitter. Until they are, actually it is in them. Because what you come out is what you put in. That's why when they accosted Peter and John, he said, silver and gold we don't have. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. So such as I have is what you have put into you. So if you are serious about the ministry, you have to be serious about books. Especially little books. Books that look like nothing. Because the kingdom of God is like a seed. Small seed, this is your life. Small seed, this is your life. You take it, you swallow it, swallow it, swallow it, swallow it, swallow it, swallow it. You'll be surprised. You start to pro- It comes naturally. It comes naturally. Look. One day I was on the ward, I was on the ward and there was a lady who was complaining. When we got to her, she said, Doctor, I have a problem. And he said, what, what is the problem? She said, I, I I'm not a poo-poo. So he, he asked her, why? You cannot, you cannot poo-poo. Why? Then he asked her, have you eaten? What have you eaten? You know, you are on the ward. She is not eating well. And she's on a drip. Do you see? And you want to poo poo. Such as I have is what I can give out. It is not, it is not, it is not uh, what you don't have that can come out. And that is why you see that like, as people eat a lot, you see that they go to the loo. It is always is some coming out because such as you have taken in is what also comes out. And, 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 and of course, some is retained as fat. But, and that is why almost every fat person can be seen by, by his... Like if, let's say, 20 people go and dish themselves and they come and put their plates down. They come and they all sit down. And suddenly somebody says... Everybody get up. Go out. And you go out. And then you say, okay, all the 20 can come in. Or you want to come in and now see, see, look at the tables and the plates. You can know the fattest person by the plate that has been dished. Sometimes or many times. Yeah. You don't have to see the people. You say, no, this is this person's chair, table. 
Hey. Some people you can't see, but many people, for a fast person usually, you, have, you can see from the food they eat. So you can see your ministry from the things you read, the things you take in. So when I say that God has appointed you as a prophet, you are supposed to go into the books greatly. That one nobody can do for you. As for me, I can encourage you. I can say, oh, you are called. Oh, you are this, you are that. But if you don't go for the book and become something, you can never get, I cannot make you poo-poo on the devil's face unless you decide to just eat so that you, I can put the devil's face on the floor. You sit on and you blast him fully. Fire! How many want to bomb the devil? Number six, God believes in you because God has touched you. He has touched you. Then I said, ah, Lord God. Ah, Lord God. Hmm? Ah, Lord God. I cannot speak, for I am a child. And the Lord said unto me, do not say I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. God has touched you. I said God has touched you. How many realize that God has Touched your heart. Whilst I was preaching, I had a text from somebody in a country. And the person was saying that anytime I'm having an alert, an alert camp, she always remembers, she was touched at an alert camp and she decided to give her life to the work of the Lord. You know? So, you realize that, you know, God believes in you because He's touched you. How many realize that God has touched your heart? He says, he says that he's touched your heart. He's, he's called you. He's hooked you. He's, he's, he seems to won, have won your heart. He's touched you. Because he's, he's, he's putting his hand on you. And that's why he believes in you. Because he, 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 he touched her mouth. He said, touch, touch her mouth. Wow. Isn't it not exciting? How many have been touched by God? Are you sure God has touched you? All of you have been touched by God. Wow. Is it not exciting? Especially those at the back have not been touched. The last, where are the policemen? Those are the last on this side. They have not been touched by the... How many have been touched over there? (laughs) They've just been touched. They had an immediate touch. Amen? Matthew 17, verse 7. Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, be not afraid. Everybody say, what a touch. Ah, Jesus touches you and says, Arise. Wow. Put your hand on it and say, I'm touched. Amen. Matthew 20, verse 34. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. 
and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Mark chapter 1 verse 41. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. You see, that is why touching, touching physically is one of the main spiritual channels for impartation and transmission of spiritual things. Amen. One day I shook hands with somebody and the person did not bath for the next two days. Because the person believes so much that in the touch. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that the person is in the ministry today. You see, some of you, you may have a handshake. It doesn't mean anything to you. But in the Bible, a touch. And that's why God said, I believe because I've touched you. If you believe in a touch, you'll be surprised. But it also depends on... That's Peter and others were there. They were, they were being... People were touching. Peter had no faith. But the one who has faith, when the touch comes, even a handshake or a sliding touch, it means a lot. Wow. Isn't that amazing? The people who don't have faith don't receive anything. That's why I said this whole thing is based on faith. Is it not amazing? And fantastically super fantamagogious. He touched me and made me whole. I feel your touch. One day, I was in a boardroom having a meeting. And there were some people on my left and some people on my right. And I was sitting at the head. And I, I, I folded my leg, my left leg, like this. And there was a gentleman sitting by my side. And he was just quiet. And I didn't know what was happening. After, I don't know when he told me, he said, Bishop, every time your foot touched me, I, somehow my, my leg was swinging, so I, I was... He said, every time your foot touched me, the under of my shoe touched him, an electric shock went through him. So, what a shock! Yeah. Every time, he said, every time, he, so he was shaking. He said, a pastor, he was shaking as he was sitting there, quiet, he was silent like a, a what a, he was receiving the shocks. Mark chapter 6, verse 56. Whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch him, if it were by the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. God believes in you because you have had a touch. How many of you can feel you've had a touch? you had a touch, a touch, a touch. When God touches you, it's a sign that he's calling you. He's going to use you. Going to bless you. Wow. Glory be to God. And Jesus answered in Luke chapter 22, verse 51 Suffer ye thus far, and he touched his ear. Wow. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 7. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away. And thy sin is 
purged. Amen. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Hallelujah. Number seven. God believes in you because He has sent you on a mission. Amen. What is your mission? Your mission is in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10. I see an international congregation here. I don't know why I sense. I sense you are being dispersed into the nations of the world. You are being dispersed into the nations of the world. Now, soon you will no more be found in Ghana. You will be found in the nations of the world. Yeah. And although some of you will seem as though you are dipping... You will rise again. Some of you may look as though you are slacking, but you will rise again. For all those that go down will rise again and again and again and again. Until you have fulfilled your destiny. For He has touched you. He has touched your heart. He has touched your life. He has poured His Spirit upon you. And His oil is flowing through you. Your feet are covered with butter and oil. You shall fulfill your destiny. According to the will of Jehovah, that is already determined before you entered your, the womb of your mother, and before you came out of your mother's stomach, God has already determined it, and it has already come to pass. Thank Him right now for your international spread of His work and your, His calling your life. believes in you because he has protected you. Because he has protected you. Because he has protected you. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 18. For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city. Wow. And an iron pillar and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, and against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. Wow. God has made you a defense city. 
This is what he told Jeremiah. I've made you a defense city. I've protected you. You shall be protected. From today, people who seek to deceive you, it will not work anymore. It will not work anymore. Through the anointing, you will no more be subject to deception as you have been subject in the past. In Jesus' name. Deceptions will no longer work on you. Delusions. Delusions. Delusions will no longer work on you in that way. Yes. Yes. How many brothers are not married? Stand up if you are not married, brothers. From today, listen. From today, God has anointed your eyes. You will not be deceived by a liar or a strange woman. In Jesus' name. You will not be deceived by an eater of your life. You will not be converted into a piece of bread by a liar and a deceiver. In the name of Jesus. Receive the anointing for clarity. 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 May your confusion be taken away. May you never marry an unmarriageable personality. May you never be connected to a cantankerous and ill-natured unmarriageable personality and entity in the name of Jesus. May your destiny be secure. May the woman that you link yourself to be a divinely ordained personality sent from God to help you and bless you in Jesus' name. Because of the anointing, you will not be deceived. I said because of the anointing, you will not be deceived. Whatever comes, whatever wind blows, the grace of God will keep you. You stand in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down. Say, I am a defense city. Number nine, God believes in you because He has made you immovable. Behold, I have made you an iron pillar. Amen. With brazen walls <laughs> against the whole land. Wow. Against the kings of Judah and against the princes thereof and against the people of the land. Hallelujah. Amen. Number 10. God has made you inexorable. 
inexorable. It's a word. Tell somebody what a word. Inexorable. Inexorable means unwilling to change. Unwilling to relent and to change direction in the mission. When God has sent you, you are unwilling to give up. Unwilling to change your mind. Hey! Why should I change my mind? Why should I change my mind? Let the wind blow. Let the storm come. Let whatever come. I'm standing secure in my Savior's arms. I am going to carry on in my inexorable mission. Hey! Tell your neighbor, say, inexorability. I will show you the Soviet Union's principles of war. When the Soviet Union is fighting, no one has been able to conquer them. Go and ask Napoleon what happened to him. Go and ask Hitler what happened to him. They are the reason why these people have always been defeated. It's the Soviet Union principles of war. Inexorability in the mission. Sabakayambe. Ace. Hey.